As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, my name is Scott Carolyn, and my best friend Lils Martin hates musicals. I'm Lils Martin, and my friend and acquaintance Scott Carlin loves musicals. Wait, what? I don't like I don't like begrudging for it or anything. Wait, I don't know. I said you were my best friend, and you just called me a friend and acquaintance? Yeah. I was working really, really hard on creating this podcast for you where I show you great movie musicals and bad movie musicals because I love you, but you want to be a dick. We were supposed to court this promo for Hell is a Musical, and what are we doing right now? Sounds like we're recording the promo right now. Hell is a Musical on the Zero Science Network. Be there. Welcome to another episode of Jukebox Zeroes, the podcast where your idols come to die. I'm Lils. What? Uh, Pat, were you not listening? Huh? Uh, it's the, the pod. Oh, Pat. Sorry. T- sorry. I, I, what, I had what, ear what surgery. You? I had ear surgery. Okay, sorry. I, I didn't hear you. Uh, what's going on? It's it's podcast time, Pat. It's You forgot to introduce yourself. You completely threw us oh, off, off time. I love podcast time. I love doing these things. I love doing these thingies. This is Patrick. I do podcasts. <laughs> with my with my good pal Lils you've on kinda, the Jukebox Heroes program. You've kind of thrown the uh kind of thrown the format off a little bit. Like there's, there's kind of a there's kind of a quorum to this, you know. Says who? You know, I don't know. I think I just assumed that from the start, just because I was too polite. Is that, to, is that another? Was, is that another note? Is that another note from the board, quote unquote? <laughs> yes, I'm, from I'm the board. Pretty of, sick. Yeah. From the board of podcasts. I'm getting. We keep getting sick those micromanaging. Uh, we keep getting those Manila envelopes from uh, from the government. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, the boys up. The boys upstairs. That's what they call themselves. They're they're always uh, they're always poking their noses in and, and trying to micromanage and and you know try to put their try to wedge themselves in. So I've said it's this many times before, and this I I firmly believe this more than any other time 
but this is a this is going to be a bad episode. Just oh, just yeah, a big of just a big remind just a big warning and reminder out front. This one's going to be a bad one. <laughs> warning and reminder. <laughs> I started to say reminder and I went to correct myself and I thought, you know what? No, no, that still works. No, that's fine. Uh, good thing we got we got. Uh, I don't know what what is this your fourth time episode for for uh, Amy Hathaway on the program MVP Amy Hathaway. Yeah, four or five. I will yeah, stress like also that. that her presence here is not what makes the episode bad. But it's definitely a contributing e- factor. Everything is bad around Amy. <laughs> That's actually pretty on point. That's true. Yeah, you're like the the bubble of oil in in the water of of the, of poo water. Uh, you kind of just like break break it, break the. My mom tension. says that to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, my 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 son, daughter, <laughs> my daughter. Uh, you want to take that again? Son. I do want to take that again. Amy, my daughter. Uh, wait, what was it? Oh, you you're a you are a a, a bubble, <laughs> a bubble of uh of of machine oil in the poo water of life. Thank you, mommy. Now go go eat your. Uh, Soup. <laughs> We've lost it already. What happened? I think like we're on a bit of a timetable, so I think we're just trying to get stupid as quickly as possible. So without further ado, here's the apology section. I want to apologize first and foremost up front, this being our final episode of the season. I'm not necessarily apologizing for all the delays that we caused, because, come on, what are you going to do? I want to apologize because, frankly, and Pat, I think it's important that they finally know this. We talked about this, but we we need to come clean, Pat. Yeah. We're, we haven't been normal this season. This whole you know season what? we've been saying we're normal now, but... That was all just a ruse. We're not normal at all. Oh yeah, no, I I knew that the whole time. The, I mean, well, we're, oh wait, we're, no, I was we're in keeping on it. An, Never mind. We were, we were keeping it a secret. Remember? <laughs> right. Okay. No, I was in on it. Uh, That's why it's so yeah, hard sorry, to say guys. this. We were, we were never normal. Yeah, we were never normal. Uh, yeah, it, it was just like a thing that we said this whole time to try to try to be cute. It was like a little play on yeah, words. Yeah, to get to get that podcast serial dollars. <laughs> What did we get? He uh, had me fooled. We just got like bowls of kashi. I got mini O's. <laughs> did you say many O's or mini O's? Min- mini O's. Oh. Is that an actual I'm cereal? I'm assuming there are many of them. Is that an actual cereal? Because on the one hand, that could be a cereal, but it also sounds like the most generic name for a cereal possible that it can't possibly exist. No, I think from the, it, from the creators like a generic of Cheerio. from the creators of O's, we bring you mini O's, the same great taste <laughs> except half. <laughs> you can fit more of them in your mouth. That's the idea. So you, you feel like a big giant. You feel like a big boy. Yeah, kind of like you know the big cheese. It's I like the big cheese. It's because it makes me feel like a little tiny man. When I <laughs> <laughs> like oh god, they're so big. They're the like world's the just a. The world's Half just a little bit bigger after you have one of those. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. That's been my problem. The older I get, it's the world is getting too small. It's it just it's not as big as it used to be. So any any chance that I can uh, sort of get back into that vibe, I'm, I'm going to take. It is strange that you haven't stopped growing yet. Yeah. I mean, you're into your late 30s and you're still gaining, what, two inches a year? Yeah, yeah you, well, you can't see this because yeah. it's a video. You can't see this because it's an audio medium, but Pat is very tall indeed. <laughs> yeah, the so, so, person. Yeah, the, the veterinarian said that uh, I would be like 11 <laughs> foot 7 by... We, we went over this. You're supposed to go to, like, a pediatrician or something, not a veterinarian. Well, how else am I supposed to know, like, how, how to beat the racehorse? Hang on. Not only did you go to a veterinarian, but it sounds like you went to a farm veterinarian? Oh, yeah, like one of the real ones, not not one of the, the stupid, foofy ones that you bring your, like, you know, your shih tzu to. No, I went to the real livestock veterinarian that they have, uh... Uh, they, they they have the, the, the big uh, horse pills that, that I like. I don't know. Is that illegal? Last I checked. It's not well, illegal. I, well, uh, all right. Uh, DEA, I'm sorry. That's my apology. I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm sticking with, like, I'm just so completely, like, this whole time we've just been lying to your faces about not being normal, about being normal. So, uh... Oops. Okay, yeah, no, the more I think about it, I do kind of feel bad. I, f- if, I feel like people If you are can find it in your hearts to forgive us, d- d- then do that. Just come on. Imagine the person who is hoodwinked by that all season. <laughs> like, my name is John Q. Normal. <laughs> I, I hate don't. having my hoodwinked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Autumn's coming up. It's getting to be hoodwinking season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to give it a wink. Oh, the year has flown by. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that's we're like, Yeah, that's when you like pull the drawstrings and the and the hole gets really tiny. That's that's a good winking. <laughs> this is our way of saying this is our final episode of the seasons and we're really closing it up on a real corker. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, the biggest banger of the mid 90s. So, Apparently, because nothing matters anymore, we're listening to Sex and Violins by Swedish Eurodance group Rednecks. I don't have an essay. That's all I'm going to say about it. (laughs) You know them. They're the Cotton Eye Joe band. They're all Swedish. Maybe you didn't know that so much. And we're listening to it because... Uh... mm. We don't know. It, It just ended up on the list. We don't know who put it on there. I think we've sort of been building toward this by just sort of loosening our standards so much. Like, we were okay with when we did the Smash Mouth episode, and then we were okay with when we did the Baja Men episode, and then we were okay with when we did the Vanilla Ice episode. So now we're just picking so now we're just picking on one hit wonder albums at this point. In addition to Pink oh, Floyd. Wow. We're, we're calling Vanilla Ice a one hit wonder? We're calling Rednecks a one hit wonder? <laughs> I suppose we are. I mean, no, they had they had several hits. Uh, they had that other song that was literally also Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh no! According oh, to this, that... the group's only U.S. hit was Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> oh, they had they had plenty of hits elsewhere around the world and in Europe and stuff, which is part of the world. 
<laughs> yeah, allegedly, if Europe exists, which, I mean, let's be real, it doesn't. Um, I've never seen so, it. Rednecks was yeah, formed no, in Sweden in 1994, dreamed up by a trio of producers who wanted to try mixing traditional American folk and country with modern pop. This I'm referring to from an album on uh, pedestrian.tv. <clears throat> The original five-member lineup consisted of the colorfully named Mary Jo, Bobby Sue, Ken Tacky, Billy Ray, and Mupp. Mupp! I love good old Mupp. M-U-P. I think Mupp is an anagram. Oh, yeah? What do you think it is? Um, God. Most My... under pressure. <laughs> My that poor person. My underpants. <laughs> there it is. The famed my singer, underpants? the famed vocalist of Rednecks, my underpants. <laughs> oh man, we're, we're dipping into undies humor. Yep, uh, I'm surprised it took us this long. I'll be honest. We we're too busy being normal. Uh, Pat, we the get the ghost has been given up. We can't keep saying that anymore. <laughs> can drop the ruse. All right. Yes. All right. I, I'll, I'll drop the facade. Okay. So, yeah. Lead singer Mary Jo, uh, whose real name is Annika Jungberg. Um, cool. So that, that's that's definitely Nordic. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to do we want to take a minute like to just sort of rattle off the personnel for this uh, ostensibly country western album created by Swedish people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On accordion. I'm, I'm, just lo- I'm looking at the image on the Wikipedia real quick and yeah, oh, that is a the album, that is the a album hard cover. Image. <laughs> the album cover where it's just a guy peeing into a cup with everyone's faces on it. No, although that that goes pretty hard too. No, this is uh like a promotional photo during the video recording of Nowhere in Idaho in 2020. Ah yes, what I'm looking fuck? at the same photo and this looks like um Fall River. <laughs> Sure Massachusetts jokes. Massachusetts jokes. But who who do we have as who do we have specifically playing on sex and violins by Rednecks? On accordion, we have Ari Hatainen and Henrik Wieden. On banjo, Gary Johansson, Kiel Johansson, and General Custer. Damn. On <laughs> bass, Bjorn Logberg. On drums, we have Custer. <laughs> on drums we have Anders Lovmark, Heffa, and Animal. I love that they just mix Animo. in the goofball names in with the actual names. On guitar, Anders Helkvist, Bonne Lovman, Henrik Janssen, Boba, and Clint Eastwood. Incredible <laughs> that he could find the time. On steel guitar, we have Uf Sterling. On harmonica, Ova Sandberg. Piano, Heinrich oh. Wieden. Violin, Bosa Nilsson. A whole slew of people on vocals. Anders Hansen, the aforementioned Annika Ljungberg, uh, Bjorn Logberg, Kamina, Camilla Molander, Chris Sylvan-Stewart, Cool James, Curry, <laughs> Goran Danielson, Hannah Vanegard, Heinrich Wieden, Haas, Jan Eriksson, Jean Paul, Jean-Paul Wall, Jeanette Soderholm, Joe Cartwright, Lothan Anderson, Ludi, Michelle Annenberg, Mont Reed, uh, Pat Reines, Stefan Sevico, Thomas Higbert, Zeb Mahahan, and Sir Ian. And the rest. Cool and James. the rest. Hey, it's totally me, cool James, guys. Hey, I'm the guy who's cool. Ain't nobody cooler than me, right? Hey, how's it going? 
Hey, everybody, come wow. and jump into my El Camino. We go to some cool town. Yeah. I got the Judas Priest. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> come on, get in my Camino. We go to place and listen to Judas Priest. Stand for yeah. Exciter. <laughs> oh, great. Call back to the... Uh, that was from the album that we did, right? No, that was an earlier Judas Priest song. All right, never mind. I feel like we're already spinning our wheels, so should we just get into what passes for the music on this? Oh, I mean, yeah, sure. We don't want to talk about our unique experiences with, with rednecks in our lives, how they've influenced us. <laughs> over the oh, years. yeah, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you supposed to say? This was a, like, this, like, Cotton Eye Joe was one of those inescapable songs during the 90s if you ever went, like, to any, you know, roller skating rink or whatever. Yeah. Or I seem dance. To remember, yeah. yeah. There's definitely big, uh, I would big have been. Big school dance song. I would have been in junior high when, when the song was big on the radio, so, like, 96 through 98 or so. And, yeah, that, that, you know, that carried through. You know, to high school, you could you could get away with sneaking a Cotton Eye Joe in there, Cotton Eye Joe or two. Yes, because that that song was so taboo, you had to sneak it in. Yeah, you had I mean, to smuggle it, it in like, Cotton uh, Eye Joe. It, yeah, it was like the Rites of Spring. You know, the first time it was played, people just rioted. People went nuts. Yeah, on the list of those sort of thing, it's the Satanic verses in Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Have you ever played it backwards? No. Don't. Have you? No, I was asking. Okay, I mean, that, that's a good question to ask. That's, sorry, sorry, we couldn't answer your question then. I think that's an important thing to ask uh, when we listen to an album. You know, like, oh, you, you made sure to listen to it forward ways, right? Like, you didn't just throw it on backwards. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. All right, sorry. Cancel the show. Oh, I got to listen to it regular ways. Sorry. Oh, jeez. I, just... I am just, oh, my face is red. <laughs> I, 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 I have magnets like sideways. I, I, <laughs> you do not know. hear my cool James solo. You need to hear it front ways. It's the only way is God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what accent I'm doing, but it definitely is not Scandinavian anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's like vaguely European, sure. Yeah, it's ambiguous enough. Here's the first track. The title track in the U.S., because this album was renamed Cotton Eye Joe, because why wouldn't you? <laughs> and literally everything you need to know is just, oh, like, just put Cotton Eye Joe on the cover and people, oh, this is a Cotton Eye Joe band. You know, those guys. Here's Cotton Eye Joe. Here it is. it was that was I straight that. up wow. did not listen to it <laughs> because i've heard it so many times in my life <laughs> now see i did listen to it because I, I wanted to give an objective critique of the song uh oh well 
You didn't. Yeah, I mean, no. You you, you made the do right you have, call. Do you there have wasn't one? any. There wasn't anything to glean from this listen. I I didn't learn anything new. Like there wasn't anything new that I noticed. It was all like all the elements were there. And if I, if I wasn't like a hundred percent familiar with it, I was like, yeah, I believe it. I believe that that banjo did that thing there. Sure. Um, MIDI banjo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, one, the one thing I can say about this song off Wikipedia, Cotton Eye Joe is based on the old traditional country folk song, Cotton Eye Joe, which was a traditional country folk song popular at various times throughout the United States and Canada, though today it's more commonly associated with the American South. The song is also an instrumental banjo and bluegrass fiddle standard. And apparently the original version was at one point covered by the Moody Br- Oh, no, I, I read that wrong. I thought it was the Moody Blues, but it says the Moody Brothers. <laughs> I was almost completely shook. Cotton Eye Joe. Where did you go? Cotton Eye Joe has inspired both a partner dance and more than one line dance that is often danced at country dance venues in the United States and around the world. The 1980 yeah. film Urban Cowboy sparked a renewed interest in the dance. Remember that movie? Nice. I do. What movie? Urban Cowboy. No. John Travolta. Gebra oh. Winger. Anyway. Okay, yeah. That one. I uh, was on VHS. I yeah, mean, I'm walking here. I, oh, no, that was Midnight Cowboy. That <laughs> was Midnight Cowboy. <laughs> I legit thought, I, I thought that too until I clicked the link and just immediately thought, oh, that's it's that one. <laughs> oh. I could go into the whole sort of history section and talk about its origins in the 19th century and all that sort of stuff, but uh, why? Why? Who fucking cares? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember at one point really liking this song, but I also had not fully developed my frontal lobe yet, so... <laughs> I was going to say, you, you were like, what, nine when the song Probably, came yeah. out? Yeah, I think I was nine. Eight or nine or something, yeah, I was... Yeah. So yeah, I was right at right about junior high age, uh, and then so I used to go to band camp uh, every year with 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 uh, the high school band. So I remember I seem to remember my ninth grade year. Uh, they had a little social, little dance social every night at you know after our marching band practices or whatever, and I'm pretty sure they played this song every single night <laughs> that I was there. Yeah, this was like a mainstay at junior high school dances mm, for me. For sure. Also, the Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang was too, which. Oh, um, man. I forgot about that, that song for the longest <laughs> time, too. It's so funny. Listening to that song as like a 12 year old while all my teachers are just observing us is a pretty fucked up feeling. <laughs> Had to learn sometime. Yeah. <laughs> about the- Jimmy Pop. I mean, it's Cotton Eye Joe. What else are we supposed to say about this? Right, it's, it's there. some kind of some kind of like deep seated critique or something, some kind of quietus length level essay. No, it's fucking Cotton Eye Joe. It's Eurodance fluff, except with it's yeah, except with it's banjos. meant to be like yeah, it's meant to be like mashed up in between the Venga Boys and and. Uh, that that one cover of Valerie Quad City DJs. There we go. Some Quad City DJs. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now that we've gotten that one out of the way, surely this album must have 
So this album must get more interesting over time, surely. Yeah. There must be some oh, yeah. sort of, you know, variation in sound with this next track, Hitting the Hay. More of that. <laughs> we're hitting the hay now. <laughs> we're going to bed. We're we're track two, and we're we're already we're already taking a nap. <laughs> oh no! I never this thought song of it that. About... I never thought of it that way. But that makes it so much funnier thinking of it like that. Um, I wish it was about going like, to sleep. Da -da 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 -da. It's Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> no, I, I I know it's it's about sexy times. I know. Uh, like specifically violent sexy times in the hay Jesus. which which just like ugh, you're getting you're getting dry grass and, and god knows where there's a line about bleeding backsides in this jesus song. oh yeah, yeah. There, there's uh there, there's quite a bit of of like dark sexual talk over this album that i was not expecting uh, no not at all which i know i know the the <clears throat> the scandinavians they're uh they're dark people. They, you know, let, let's be real. They're, you know, you've, you've seen, you've seen Midsummer. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, maybe there's something lost in translation there. But uh, yeah, I think like the the violent sexual language uh, juxtaposed against this like absolute goofy '90s electronica folk country mashup was. Uh, it was like pretty unsettling. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put so. it. I would say uh, it never managed unsettling. to get less settling after Avicii did that so many decades later with that song, uh, Lift Me Up. Oh, that's right. He he did do that too. Remember that one? I yeah. don't know that one. That one that's like da 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 Oh, boy. That's rough. Here's a line that I'm very confused about since I just opened the Genius article. Uh, Darlin better run because I won't hold back my horses. Yup. Yeah, so... Um, Super cool and not problematic at all. Yeah. I mean, neither explanation sounds good. Because he's either yeah, talking... about that. Is, yeah. Because, like, on the one hand, he's either, like, really being cutesy about, like, fucking violent sexual assault, or he's just going to unleash a whole bunch of horses and everything's going to get really bad. Yeah, nothing oh about that. Yeah, nothing about that is going to end well, uh, like, figuratively or literally. Uh, are we supposed to just... No, there's no... Yeah, there's no figurative or literal scenario where we're releasing horses Are we supposed to just ignore that and, like, all the backside bleeding parts... Amidst all the, uh, amidst all like the unsi unsi kick drums and stuff, I guess so. <laughs> well, I mean, where were you going to hear this, right? Like, was it, this song wasn't wasn't like released as a single? Uh, yeah, yeah. So where where else were you who... going to hear this? Um, Soundgarden wasn't writing these songs. Fucking, uh, uh, fucking Jewel didn't write this song. Okay, I think I've proven my point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, where are, you, 
we have we have so little to say about this album. I'm just leaning into being very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just to fill just to fill out the time. Oh, so I had a segment that I was gonna do. What I was gonna introduce on the last song. Oh um, yeah. I guess I'll I guess I'll go two for two on this one, which is uh, since this is the uh, series finale. Oh, so- sorry. I, if I had known about that, I wouldn't have slipped. I skipped ahead so quick. No, I I just I, I forgot about it until just now. Uh, but basically, uh, uh, since this is the series, I'm sorry. Since this is the season finale, uh, I figured I'd go ahead and. Uh, talk about the season finale of each uh, season of The Simpsons, starting from the first one up through 13, because uh, that's enough. Uh, and uh, yeah, so and we're just going to kind of uh, do a trivia question and and then like, you know, a, a brief discussion if you want, like, you know, a couple minutes. But anyway, uh, let me see. Honestly, that's some smart thinking, considering how little there is to talk about with this album. Yeah, this is awesome. All right. One one second, guys. I, I'm, we're going to edit this out. <laughs> Did you not have a good question ready? <laughs> no, it, it, something's <laughs> going on. All right. So, or, or maybe I should. No, here we go. So, season one of The Simpsons, the season finale, uh, was an episode called Some Enchanted Evening. Uh, which was actually intended to be the first episode of that season uh, that got pushed back to the end. Uh, anyway, what is the name of the babysitter who comes around to uh, watch the kids on that enchanted evening? Are we sp- season one is like one of my least watched seasons. Are we supposed to like buzz in or? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I am blanking on who it is, too. All right. I wouldn't have remembered either, but it's uh, Miss Lucille Botts Boskowski. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Penny Marshall provides the voice of Miss Botts. Right. I remember that at the very least. Yeah. I That's a big, like, power flex, like making your season opener for, like, the entire series be a Christmas special. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that that's true. Uh, I mean, well, that technically started right before the official season started in ni- in like January of 1990. It was it was a it was a short season, like 13 episodes, kind of like dipping their toes in the water. But uh, right, yeah, this was kind of a weird episode because I I feel like there was uh, there was something with the animation of this one. Uh, uh, a few of the a few of the scenes well, are like very well animated, but it's then, still like, in that like Klasky Supo era of animation where everything just looks really janky, but that's supposed to be a part of the charm. Yeah, right. lots of motion. Yeah, there's a lot of good motion in this one, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I recently did a rewatch of the first season because, like, like you, Amy, I'm, I'm it's probably my least watched season uh you know for for a few reasons that the animation is crude which kind of like throws me off and kind of depresses me sometime and also it's you know like it's doesn't quite have the same uh doesn't have like the same sting that the writing that, you know, the like writing seasons three there. and on uh, you know do uh but there's like some surprisingly good writing and some and some good funny moments uh here and there uh so that's uh that's that's that one. <laughs> that's <laughs> final thoughts. Season two. <laughs> so right, that's season why Cotton two. Eye Joe 
<laughs> what does it mean to have cotton eyes? What's up with that? I have no idea. I'm oh. going to look that up real quick while you prepare the next question. What does the term cotton eye mean? Some believe that it means to be drunk on moonshine. Others think that it refers to the contrast between dark skin and white eyeballs. Hmm, that's not good. Okay. That's not good. Another theory is that Cotton Eye Joe had a disease that turned his eyes milky white or replaced his eyeball with a cotton ball due to a lack of medical equipment. Oh, yeah, well, that's a not, thing. none of these explanations are good. No. Yeah, it's like No, a... nothing is whimsical. Nope. The way the song sounds. <laughs> I feel... But that was, should... that's the... Yeah, I mean, that's like folk music in America, though. Like, they treated every, you know person with a disfigurement as a folk hero like oh look there's 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 all uh two there's all three thumbs mcgumgy <laughs> it's like a human novelty three thumbs mcgumgy mcgumgy <laughs> <laughs> yeah why don't you hit us with that uh, okay. season two question so we can go on to the next track yes yeah, sorry uh real quick so uh this uh second season uh, of the Simpsons, the season finale was one called Blood Feud, and this is, of course, the episode where uh, Mr. Burns falls ill and desperately needs a blood transfusion, uh, and he has like a rare blood type. Uh, Bart has the same blood type and is able to successfully give a transfusion. This one, what? in a way, kind of was the first episode to like really humanize Smithers. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, big, big jump in, in quality of writing uh, from first season to the second season, I think. And, and then again from, you know, going into the third season and then once again going into the fourth, uh, in my opinion. So uh, what is the blood type that uh, Mr. Burns and Bart share? I cannot remember, so I'm going to deliberately whiff it by saying O negative. Ah, that's what I was going to say to you. <laughs> you guys are so close. Double O negative. Which I don't even think exists. Oh, that's that's that not a thing. Real. That's not a thing. That is right. not a thing. How about what's the name of the colossal Olmec head that they? Can... <laughs> I, that. Like I have a vague idea of the name, but I know that no matter how I try to say it, I'm going to mispronounce it. All right, uh, and then and then of course the the name of the book that Mr. Burns writes. Will there ever be a rainbow? <laughs> Magnificent. <laughs> Here's track number three of Sex and Violins by Rednecks, Writing Alone. Yeah, that's that's the exact same one, too. Really, man, what well, a standout track! Right, right on down to like the beats per minute, right on down to the BPM. Really, <laughs> like at no yeah, point, well, at no point did they turn to like Cool James and go like, "Hey, Cool James, push the push the knob up a bit, yeah." <laughs> I don't want to. I'm, I'm too cool. I'm far too cool for that. I'm driving around the mile. Come in, though. Too busy. Yeah, Listen, be busy with turning the knobs. That's for nerdlingers. <laughs> <laughs> Do you consider Cool James a nerdlinger? Of course you don't. My name's Cool James. <laughs> that's, that's Cool James. That's Cool James. You know, you know that's okay. So he's, he's, specifically he's, he's cool. on his rider. He doesn't turn knobs. 
See, like <laughs> this one, there's not even like any weirdly standout lyrics too. It's just the same sort of stanzas repeated over and over again, like uh, you know, like like a '90s Euro dance song. This I mean, one, I found to that me, to yeah. be. Oh, sorry. I found that to be um, preferable because a minute in, you didn't have to listen to it anymore because it was just going to oh, repeat yeah. itself. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, like this song at least, at the very least, this song has at least one curveball. If you just, you know, run it on autopilot, you might miss this part. We got a Howie scream. <laughs> was that was a Howie scream? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if those Howie. Yeah, that's, or that's the name of that stock. That's the name. That's the name of that stock sound effect. The Howie scream. I was gonna mix up with the Wilhelm scream, but yeah, that's the Howie scream. That's no, a good one. Yeah, everyone's got their own scream. The Wilhelm scream is the one that's like, ow! It's always in Star Wars. Oh, that's a good one. We got anything to say about this one? No, it was my, literally the yeah. same song. <laughs> I felt Pretty like much. this one was a little more country, uh, maybe a little more folk country than than uh, the first two were like a bit more in the electronica. I uh, felt like this one, we got a little more country changes and a little more like do-si-do and, and uh, throw your lasso. And, I, I guess know. this is the first one where they mention a state. Oh, yes, true. The, the first like direct reference to America. Yep. Which they're, you know, appropriating clearly. Oh, yes. <laughs> no one's ups- Poor America. And no one's particularly upset about that. No, they can have it. No one's upset about least- No one's upset about it, and also nobody asked for it. At least there's no mentions of violent sex in this one. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah, the title, alone. I was nervous. Riding I alone? I was nervous. <laughs> yeah, that, that could go in so many unfortunate ways, I imagine. No, oh, that implies he's flying solo. He's so, he's uh, administering self love, having a spiritual uh, jerk off sesh, jacking it in the desert, administering. <laughs> yes, upon himself. Haas, prepare the jerk off. Prepare the dick. <laughs> Got hydraulics on this thing. It's sick. What? What are we talking about? I think you were about to introduce season three's question, Pat. Season because finale of season three of The Simpsons uh, is an episode called "Brother, Can You Spare Two Dimes," uh, which premiered on August twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. It was originally slated to, which is odd. That's like very late. Uh, it was originally slated to air the season premiere for the next season, uh, but Fox just, but Fox decided to air it earlier to promote the series premiere of Martin. Well, fun factoid. Uh, all right. Well, let's let's do. Uh, let's do a nice easy one. Uh, what is the name of the boxer who uh does a guest appearance on this episode as himself is that is that joe frazier yes nice. <laughs> well, is right. oh nice. i was completely shot in the dark guessing that i wasn't even sure if joe <laughs> frazier was still alive at that point yet 
<laughs> he passed just after. <laughs> just after recording. No, he, yes. <laughs> he died turned just. off the microphone. Turned off the microphone yeah. and just went. My work is done and just fell backwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we need another take. Oh shit. That's fine. Uh, I forget. Is, is that the scene where he's arguing with Barney at the bar about uh, right, Lord yeah. Palmerston? Oh no, that's from the baseball or, episode. That's from the baseball That's him episode, arguing with, so. um, I want to say Wade Boggs. I don't know. One of the yeah, baseball something players. Something like that. One of, the, one of them or, or uh, no, not Strawberry. Anyway, this is the one with, uh, with, with uh, the brother, Herb, uh, voiced by Danny DeVito. Herbivore Simpson. Herbivore J. Simpson. <laughs> uh, who, of course, uh, owns a big automotive company. Uh, in Detroit, but then it's ruined uh, by by letting Homer design his like next sort of big concept project. Uh, like the car ends up costing the company like lots and lots of money. Because uh, he loads it up homeless. with just random crap. Yeah, because because you know they they made the mistake of asking a a real American what they want rather than just being told <laughs> what they were going to get. Okay, so. I, for one, would drive Homer's mobile, okay? Hmm. As as an American everyman. <laughs> I do love Unky Herb, though. Oh, you gotta love Unky oh, yes. Herb. No, yeah. no, one, no one's questioning that. Does he come back for a third episode? I forget. I don't think so. Like, I think I read that Danny DeVito didn't even want to come back for this one because, like, he thought it ended so fine, like, on that first one. Oh, really? Like they had, to, like he had to be convinced to come back. I think I read. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what he was. Uh, oh, he would have been kind of expensive at that point. He was uh, doing the the Batman, the Penguin movie. That, that oh yeah, he was doing that Batman. The Batman. <laughs> Batman. It's me, <laughs> Penguin. Hang on. <laughs> I hope. Bridget. I hope you're. <laughs> Christmas! Kidnap the children on Christmas! We live in the sewer now! <laughs> Penguins! I'm the Donald, we're in the sewer! <laughs> we are the mutant children you left behind! Pee Wee Herman's my dad! British! <laughs> That's true, by the, that's true, by the way. Paul Rubens does play the Penguin's dad in that movie in the one scene he's in. <laughs> Amazing. He's like 10 years younger than Danny DeVito. Here's, Actually, tra- I don't know. here's track number four. I think, like, when the first time I listened to this, like, I think I was maybe three tracks in when I sent you a message saying, like, every track on this is the exact same. And then this one popped up. This one produced in tandem by Dennis Pop and Max Martin. You remember Max Martin, right? Oh yeah, of a uh, producer of such Bert- hits as "Hit Me Baby One More Time," "I Want It That Way," 
Oh, but he did That's the Way It Is, too, by Celine, Dion, by Celine Dion. Shake It Off, I Kissed a Girl. Yeah, he's got his fingers in a lot of uh, pop music pies. What is he doing on this record? He's, he's, he's Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that everyone in Sweden was on <laughs> Also, before, before we go any, any further, uh, this is... Sorry, but like really important. Uh, but before the the masses send an angry tweet, uh, the season three finale was in fact the return episode uh, with Uncle Herb, not not the first one. This is the, you know, when they make the baby machine. Oh, that good Don't good thing country. you caught that. I felt that like that been was kind really of implied, bad. But... <laughs> All right, that would have been really bad. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, we got a Max Martin ballad here. Yeah, this this uh, one's wish you were here. Big outlier. For fairly obvious reasons. The most yeah. horrible <laughs> lyrics ever. Oh, it's bad. You think so? I wish you were here, my oh country my God. man. <laughs> my country I mean, boy. I guess the lyrics are kind of, sort of, if you squint, sort of, like, Civil War-y-ish. That's not the same as, like, you know, country, but, like, if you squint, you can get there. You squint your ears. You know, like a Confederate romance, like... Are these guys, do these guys know what like happened in the Civil War by any chance? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it, was, it was sick. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of the hats. <laughs> it's really cool hats, man. The flat blame is great. If yeah. on, on, I'm on Genius.com and there's a picture of like the photo that and with a single and yeah, like it's uh, the lead singer, what's her face, Annika or who was it? Annika Ljungberg, just surrounded by four other guys who look like the fucking Bugle Corps. <laughs> I immediately knew, well, because I, I, I read ahead of time that Max Martin had a production credit on here, and I, I immediately sniffed it out. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's got the Max Martin stink. It's <laughs> like very like professional songwriter of, of the 90s sort of sound to it. Uh, he did some Taylor Swift songs too. I, I, yeah, I he did shake he did it shake off, it like, off. Shake it off, yeah. like I mentioned. Have you guys seen um, Girls Five Eva? I've heard of it. I've heard it's really funny. I haven't checked it out. It's pretty yet. decent, but um, Stephen Colbert plays like a parody version of Max Martin. Oh, that's very good. Oh, yeah, excellent. he's just this like maniacal, like Swedish hit maker. <laughs> yeah, I could I see Stephen Colbert in that role. I mean, apart from the occasional mention of Oh My Countrymen, just looking at these lyrics, there's, like, very little connecting it to, like, the whole country motif. Yeah. It's just a whole lot of, uh, I miss you, baby. I saw heaven in your eyes. I'm feeling blue. You live in a country. <laughs> I, don't I was know hoping country. it was going to be a Pink Floyd cover, personally. <laughs> I was, I thought that and was dreading that. It was an Incubus cover done, you know, <laughs> six years before it came out. You got a uh, you got a quiz question for us, Pat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, season four of The Simpsons, we got Krusty Gets Cancelled, premiered on May 13th, 1993. Who remembers this one? This is the one with with Gabo and and uh, who who edges out Krusty uh, in in the prime time lineup and eventually gets his show canceled. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then some friends Lots come of to guests. help them out. Lots of guests in this episode. I forgot about Gabo. Yeah. And uh all right. And here here's my uh here's my trivia question. Did guitarist John Frusciante appear in this episode of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Did he appear in this episode or no? This episode of the Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the Red Hot Chili Peppers, <laughs> we got Paul Simon and Lee. Andy I can't believe you spilled all over my cummerbund. I gotta go to the dance in California. No problem. No problem, Andy. You can just borrow my sock to clean it off. I know where that's been. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know whether John Prashante was on this episode. This feels like a trick question because the Red Hot Chili Peppers do appear in the episode, but the fact that you say, did like that you point him out specifically, makes me wonder if it's a trick question. So. Just to, like, rip that Band-Aid, I'm going to say no, he did not appear in the episode. Yeah, I'm going to say no also. You guys are correct. Wow, uh, so I didn't even are, know we that. Are in, yes, this is in the very brief period that John Frusciante left the group, but before Dave Navarro signed on, they had a huh. gentleman named Arik Marshall playing guitar, uh, and he, I believe he appears in the Soul to Squeeze video. Uh, the the Conehead song. Huh. Imagine being in a band just long enough to appear on The Simpsons. <laughs> I wonder if John Frusciante regrets that. If he, hold, <laughs> if he holds a grudge against this guy for that reason. <laughs> got oh, to be a fucking Here's track number five, Mary Lou. Okay, now we're we're back on brand. We got a really refreshing one. return to form in track five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Here, I, here's uh, here's a nice stanza of lyrics that I'm sure we can all agree is very nice and wholesome. And you drink your whiskey like it's orange juice, and always swear at the cowboys near Johnson's farm. You fool around, fool around every day. If you want to be my man, you gotta quit your booze, shave your butt. Take a bath and stay home with me. Close to me, close to me every day. <laughs> One of the stipulations is that you must have a hair-free ass. Because <laughs> apparently that's a big enough problem with this guy. <laughs> oh, hang, hang on. I completely looked over this. Immediately after that, there's the line, I climb on the stage and the band begins to play them old country songs. Everybody scream and shout while I show my balls. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this like is not real. <laughs> it's not real. It doesn't, it's it got, goes so it's unnecessarily at, in a it's direction. It's got played at basketball games where people brought their families to. <laughs> this kind of music. 
Yeah, basketballs. What are you doing? What no, is? No, he's, he's not showing basketballs, Ugh. Amy. He's showing. I, he's showing his testicles. I did not. You don't need know. You don't know coin, that. I did not need that coin of phrase. <laughs> so if you want to cue anyway. up the next. Uh, like quiz one, I simply must. I'm going to take this opportunity to read this section of the Wikipedia page. 1998 to 2000, farm out and controversial lineup changes. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> this is a little. I'm th- dying this, to know. This is a little further into like, yeah, what is that deep controversy that awaits rednecks? It's a little ways into the paragraph, says, In 2000, in the wake of Napster's rising presence in the music industry, co-founder Edinburgh, uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh, what's his first name? It's here somewhere. Uh, Julius. Julius Edinburgh. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't know. Where did I? Uh, <laughs> okay. Eduardo. In the wake of Napster's rising presence in the music industry, co-founder Edinburgh outlined a new strategy for rednecks. The group would become an entertainment group rather than just a band, so not to solely be dependent on record sales. He presented this idea to the performers during the video shoot of Hold Me For A While in Kenya, and he was met with great skepticism. Co-founder Jonas Nilsson replied, We will not become a goddamn circus act! The aftermath of this conflict resulted in the whole band, all four members, Lofgren, Olander, Nilsson, and Landgren, being replaced for the first time. Oh, Lofgren and Landgren. So it's just a whole new band? Oh, to be sure. No, like... How could you replace any of those iconic figures? Yeah, how how could they replace Whippy? Or Rattler? Or B.B. Stiff? Or Billy Ray? Or, or Mup. Oh, Mup. oh wait, Mup's, Mup's still in the band, according oh, according God. to this. Thank God, yeah. According Mup, to Wikipedia, Mup is a, he's a lifer. Yeah, you can't you can't get rid of Mup that easily. <laughs> so, uh, season five. Mup's not going down Simpsons. without a fight. <laughs> season five of The Simpsons uh, ended on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety four little episode called secrets of a successful marriage uh personal favorite of mine yeah uh, and uh yeah this of course is the episode where uh homer is uh he, he's made to look foolish in front of his poker buddies so he decides to take a adult education class and uh somehow gets uh tricked into teaching a class instead uh, if if he can teach a class, then he can teach a class. I mean, I can teach a class. Uh, <laughs> uh, shit, what was my question for this one? Uh, I've I've actually got one. If you can't think of one, all right, yeah, give, give us a question. <laughs> this is the question, Wills. Okay, this is fun. So before Homer settles on teaching a course on marriage communication with, you know, expectable results, he pitches one course idea to the instructor that is immediately turned down. What is this course? Oh, shit. Ooh, I know it. Uh, He can tell the difference between butter and I can't believe it's not butter. (laughs) No, you can't, Mr. Simpson. No one can. (laughs) Exactly. Here's track number six, Old Poppin' and Oak. Oh, Poppin' and Oak, Poppin' and Oak, one chicken is a good name to Joe, but I haven't got a single Poppin' 
same damn song. It's the same song. I cut it off. It's the same song. Like, you don't I, need, okay. It's the same song. If you're not listening closely, it just sounds... I don't know if you guys play The Sims, but it sounds like Cotton Eye Joe and The Sims, where they're singing like in a nonsense language. No, you're right. Singing you're totally right. If you were to line the two songs Simlish, up, they, yeah. it's like the same vowel sounds, even. That, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's like a dream version of Cotton Eye Joe that I just like made up in my head that I was like... Yeah, they have a version uh, of Cotton Eye Joe that's like the same, but it's about his it's dad like, being in a coffin or something. It's like <laughs> it's like someone put Cotton Eye Joe into crayon or Dolly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like listening to Cotton Eye Joe from your neighbor's house. It's like a courtroom sketch <laughs> or an identikit of Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> This whole album was giving me like hillbilly Wesley Willis vibes. Where <laughs> it's just like yeah. the same sample <laughs> over and over again with di- oh, so like just slightly pressing, different yeah. lyrics. Just hitting the same button. See, on, I, on I the could Casio get behind keyboard. that if it was that. <laughs> I can't I believe you must have had a few country western numbers. This, this one was a hit, believe it or not, reaching number one in many countries, including Sweden, Norway, Finland, Denmark, Austria. I can't believe that this has a critical reception section. I had definitely heard this one before because I remember like straining my ears, thinking that I was hearing Cotton Eye Joe, but there was something wrong with it. Like I was like, I know this song, but it seems like so foreign for some reason. Yeah, it's truly gaslighting you. You're like, I, I did hear this song before because it's Cotton like, no, Eye Joe, didn't. but it's not. But it's not. But I heard that other, other song where they're talking about Mary Lou, but that other song they were talking about hitting the hay. I, uh, <laughs> the only thing I'll say about the critical reception uh, section, uh, there's one nice little bit here that says, also Chuck Campbell from Scripps Howard News Service, an American broadcasting company, deemed the song as a very similar retake on the band's first hit. <laughs> you don't say. That's very, that's very kind. You don't say, it's Chuck. It's not a retake. It's not a retake of it when it's on the same album. It's just like a second <laughs> version. Yeah, it's just, here's Cotton Eye Joe again, except slightly different. Right, it's not like you heard them two years ago when they did uh, Cotton Eye Joe. Now you've heard them now, and it's it's the same song. Yeah, <laughs> and now yeah, you've heard it. It's not like Chubby Checker putting out "Let's Twist Again." <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for twisting. <laughs> sorry for party rocking. <laughs> I don't apologize for twisting. <laughs> You want to hit us with you another? Uh, you want to hit us with another quiz seal question? Yes, sorry, I was just getting that ready. We're uh, entering oh yeah, uh, the season finale is for uh, season six. Uh, so this is the one that I think with. Uh, oh yeah, this is who shot Mister Burns. Yeah, this is the Butterfingers uh, one, part one. Yeah, yeah indeed. Uh, May twenty first, nineteen ninety five. You remember, uh, like, when they had like that whole deal with Butterfinger, where it's just like, oh, if you figure out who guessed who shot Mister Burns and send it in, then we'll give you a prize. And like, none of the answers were the person who actually shot Mister Burns. No one guessed. 
Well, I mean, like they they gave you some specific oh, answers none of the on choices. that. Choices. Yeah, I have a feeling that that like in retrospect, that was probably done entirely on purpose. Scoundrels. Yeah, sons of butts. Sons of butts, <laughs> a lot of them. So yeah, this is Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1, which of course uh, is the episode where uh, Springfield Elementary strikes oil and uh, Mr. Burns uh, kind of, uh, there will be blood style, just kind of like goes in and takes it. It's like, I will drink a milkshake from across the room. Uh, across this came out before there will be blood. Across the room? <laughs> <laughs> the well is dry. Uh what was my question for this one going to be? Uh, all right. So uh, at one point, uh, Mr. Burns tries to go in disguise to uh, the elementary school to to uh, Principal Skinner, who's like making up a plan for the budget for all this uh, sweet oil money. Uh, who is the Springfield Elementary student that Mr. Burns tries to disguise himself as to uh, trick the Principal Skinner into giving the plant all the money? I know this, but I feel like I've been jumping the gun, so I'm going to let Amy take this one if she wants. I, you threw me a curveball. I thought you were going to ask another question. Oh, you don't, you don't know don't. the answer to this one? No. I thought I was like ready to pounce on it, but I don't. Hmm. Uh, he dresses as Jimbo Jones, wears like the skull cap and, and, or the, the shirt with the skull on it and, and the purple beanie. Am I, maybe I'm, I think I might be confusing episodes. Wasn't this Mr. Snrub? No, that's the monorail episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. I am confusing episodes. Yes, this is the one where uh, they, they took an image of this, still of this, and put it next to a picture of Paul McCartney getting his vaccine, and he's like practically wearing the same outfit like a black shirt with a purple beanie <laughs> it's jimbo it, it's jimbo if that doesn't give it away yes it's jimbo jones here's track number seven nowhere in idaho last summer i met a gal she came from nowhere she came I mean, like, you know, lean one way or just don't bother. Unless I actually didn't mind this one. Oh, yeah? Well, it was more like... Unless, of course, like, the thinking is... Oh, sorry, I'm interrupting. You finish your thought first. I was just, like, it, it was more like a, you know, like, approachable, like, country ballad. Like, I feel like I've heard similar songs from, like, the 70s. It, there was no offensive dance beat underneath it. The it was a little, were yeah, fine. a little more breezy. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, country folk ish. Uh, there, there's a spoken word section that happened in this song that was uh, like pretty oh, unsettling. Yes. And I, I just so happened to have a clip of that right here. Howdy, folks. This song's about a man and a woman. And what else? <laughs> you know, one minute, everything's going fine. The next is gone with the wind. I'm like, what the hell? I've still got my horse. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what? Where'd you come from? I, I totally forgot. I had that in my woman. notes, and I totally forgot about it. What else? 
Certainly not a man and a horse. I still got my horse. What does that mean, sir? Oh, God. What is he doing with the you horse? You have this, this raises more questions than answers. Yep. I, but yeah, I was about to say, like, between this and Wish You Were Here, part of me wonders if, like, all these just random wild swings, these big change ups are just. You know, just just strategically placed so that so that people don't like start to think, okay, I get this album. No, you don't get this album at all. (laughs) And it gets weirder from there. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, really still trying to intellectually wrap my head around this album. It might be a bit too esoteric for me (laughs) or something. There's too much uh, too much going on in this particular number. Too high of a level for us, I think. Yeah. I, you got to ease into it. Yeah, you know, this is this is a real five D chess album. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a real trout mask replica we're dealing with here. You know, just just very <laughs> oblique stuff. That's what I listened to this morning. Sick. <laughs> I was listening to lick lick my decals off, baby, the other day. Actually, mm. fast and bulbous. Anyway, fast and bulbous. What have you got to tell Simpsons us about? Question. What have you got to tell us about season seven, Pat? So, the final episode of season seven of The Simpsons uh, is "Summer of Four Foot Two, which aired on May nineteenth, nineteen ninety six. Actually, it was a it was a double season finale, along with the uh, the Lollapalooza or Hullapalooza episode before that, uh, and yeah, again, this is this is uh, actually another favorite of mine. Uh, the episode where they stay at Ned Flanders's beach house up in like New Hampshire or, or like whatever the fake New Hampshire is. Or yeah. Maine. Plagmatisquart. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> little Plagmatisquarm set port. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, this is a great episode. Uh, Lisa's trying to like shed her nerdy persona because she realizes that like nobody likes her. Uh, so she like buys a, uh, I don't know, like the blossom outfit <laughs> or something, <laughs> tie dye shirt, uh, to impress, uh, the other kids, uh, who are like, you know, way too cool for school. Uh, and yeah, so who remembers so the Beach Boys song that plays at the end of the episode, oh, which geez. one they use? Yeah, I mean, it, it has to do with either surfing summer or or, or, or beaches or, 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 or sand. all summer long. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Okay, great fucking tune. I was about to guess crying and surfing. Crying and surfing. <laughs> I like tired of kissing. <laughs> I got a stop, cramp in my face. Stop laughing at my girl. <laughs> my favorite is the one that's just, gosh. Gosh. That's a good one. Here's track number eight, Harder Than Your Husband, which is the alternate title, 
for the oh. song that bears the full title, The Sad But True Story of Ray Mingus, the Lumberjack of Bulk Rock City, and his never-slacking strive to exploit the so far undiscovered areas of the intentions of bodily intercourse from the opposite species of his kind during intake of all the mental conditions that could be derived from fermentation. <laughs> I was not going to type all that. What the fuck? I'll be harder than your husband, I'll be harder than your man. I'll hit you with my 20 inch till you cannot stand. I'll be harder than your husband, I'll be harder than your man. I'll hit you with my 20 inch till you cannot stand. Oh dear. This is, this is like, <laughs> We're right back to sexual assault. This is an abomination. <laughs> yeah, this is really bad. This was a mistake. This is, uh, <laughs> Even the title of the song did not prepare me for the content of the lyrics. I just, I thought it was going to be like, I'm tougher than your husband. I yeah, didn't... that's what I thought too. <laughs> I was legitimately shocked listening to this. Yeah, and I feel like, it, I don't know, it happens towards the end of it. There's There's like some weird like, I don't know, sissy hypnosis trick. He's trying to tell him to like wear wear panties or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've missed the little North Pole on the bottom of my twister. Here's the one-eyed worm. Now you'll never be a sister. What? Oh, oh no. Well, it's time oh, to leave. Like like she can never, yeah, what? she can never be a nun because her, her uh, you know, virginity has been taken away or something like that. Well, it's that's, time to leave now. You better walk terrible. her home. Don't forget your underwear. You look pretty stoned. All right. Mm. That's all disgusting. Uh, <laughs> well, stoned also, like, can mean drunk uh, in, in certain time periods, cultures, whatever. So uh, that, that also makes it a little more unsettling to me. Mm. Or you could have thrown rocks at her. Well, this isn't the lottery. <laughs> I meant stoned in like the biblical sense. I got it. I got what you yeah. meant. Thanks. Yeah, like Shirley Jackson's the lottery. We we all read it in 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 school. Well, I didn't. I mean, it was like two pages. <laughs> Do we want to hit track number nine? Conformity, God mad. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like we're already <laughs> saying way too much that needs to be said about these songs. <laughs> the, the, the final episode. No, this song is, is fucking reprehensible. Disgusting. Uh, the final episode of the eighth season of The Simpsons is called The Secret War of Lisa Simpson. Wow. We are like already on this season, uh, which premiered on May 18th, 1997. Uh, very underrated season. Uh, this episode's okay. Kind of a, uh, as far as season finales go, kind of a, you know, bit underwhelming, but but still a good story. That was one uh, of the first Lisa... episode of The Simpsons that I ever saw. Oh. Oh, interesting. So this is where Bart gets sent away to a military academy for, uh, what does he do? Oh, he, like, lines up all the police megaphones and, and causes, like, a sonic wave uh, that, like, Breaks all the glass in town. Breaks all the glass in the town. Uh, so they're like, all right, we're sending you to military school. Uh, and Lisa's like, I want to go too. Uh, and they're all right, cool. We're, we'll, I don't think we'll that's do the that. cadence she says that in. That was a really good Lisa sentence. Yeah. I'm uh, Lisa Simpson. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, <laughs> Willem Dafoe plays uh, the school's commandant. Interesting. Hmm. I did not anyway. know that. 
Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, so my my quiz trivia question is: so uh, when they initially drive Bart to the military academy, uh, the Homer makes some joke about like, "All right, we're driving you to Disneyland," uh, but then it turns out they are bringing him to military school. So second time around, they graduate from the school. Homer's like, all right, kids, I mean it this time. I'm really going to bring you to Disneyland. We're going to go. Where does he actually take them? Um, I, Do they go to the dentist? It's the dentist, yeah. Correct. It's the, it's the dentist, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best part of that is Marge laughs, too. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> I love when Marge gets a little, I think, a little oh, something she's an in on the kids. Yeah. The, uns- <laughs> the unspoken really funny thing about that is that, like, Bart and Lisa also were not aware of this until, like, they actually pulled over into the parking lot of the dentist office. <laughs> they, spe- they specifically, like, went to a dentist's office that was, I don't know, like, off 95 South or something, so they could <laughs> pretend they were getting on the highway <laughs> towards there. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna play. Just these kidding. Next... We brought you to Attleboro. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm gonna Jay. play these next few tracks in succession since we're kind of running up on a time crunch. But here's uh, here's track number nine, Fat Sally Lee. <laughs> Here's track number 10, titled Shooter. Now, I, I want to stress once again, I did not just play the same clip twice. Regardless no. of what you may think, those are very different songs. I was, well, not I mean, very yeah. different. <laughs> not terribly different, but uh, technically, if you if you were to line them up, uh, they, they could potentially produce different waveforms. Yeah, <laughs> sure. potentially. Uh, well, one's about a gun and one's about fat shaming. Pretty yeah, much, I was yeah. disappointed in, in Fat Sally. I, I was hoping this would, would be kind of like a you know big girl empowerment sort of song as, you know... No, it's the 90s. So uh, that was kind of disappointing. Uh, and then the next one was Shooter, which had... I, I listened to this album on Spotify, uh, and that one had a video accompanying it. So I guess there might have been... This might have been a single yeah. release as well. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, both those songs are, are awful. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're, no, we're not, we're not dealing with distressed. anything new here. <laughs> No, no one calls a sh- no one calls a gun a shooter. That's all I'm gonna say. That must be some kind of like weird Swedish to English translation thing. <laughs> I mean, that's what it does. What was that uh, Warren Zevon song? Uh, Janie needs a shooter. Jeannie needs a shooter. It's a one that he co-wrote with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Though ac- actually, now that I think of it, considering how gross the rest of this album has been with that, I wouldn't be surprised if by shooter they meant like their penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it probably Gross. is. Uh, not, not the return of cummies. <laughs> Can't have that. 
just in time for the season to be over. <laughs> we, we were we were trying to avoid it, but you know it, it's here. Uh, so I guess let's talk about the Simpsons because uh, sure. these songs are terrible. Give us uh, a season so nine the, or ten the, question. Uh, yes, we're we're doing nine and ten. Uh, so the ninth season. Uh, we got Natural Born Kissers, which uh, premiered on May 17th, 1998. Uh, this is an episode, again, uh, kind of an underwhelming season finale. Uh, not, not Definitely not one of my uh, preferred episodes. This is one where uh, Homer and Marge discover uh, that they have a kink uh, about getting uh, getting caught making love in public. Uh, they, I don't know. This is like another episode where, where things are getting... Uh, kind of blasé in the bedroom i feel like we already kind of had an episode like that but this time uh they get excited uh and there would be many many more of being caught while having sex so uh let's see what's going to be my question for this one oh so um there's a subplot in this episode where bart and lisa have to stay at the retirement castle with grandpa because uh, you know, Homer and Marge be fucking. So, uh, <clears throat> Bart uncovers uh, a alternate ending for a movie uh, while he's out, like, playing with Grandpa's metal detector or something. Uh, and uh, what is that movie? I remember it was Casablanca. It was Casablanca. I was going to say Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Casablanca. This is the one where where is a happy ending where where Humphrey Bogart uh, and Ingrid Berman get married. It's like <laughs> I, I, I can't tell if I'm mixing that up with the Gone with the Wind alternate ending, which they no, did that like one a has it. That one has later. that too. It's I feel like it's done much funnier. On frankly, that one, my though, dear, so. let's get married. So, frankly, my dear, <laughs> I love you. Let's remarry. Yeah. <laughs> There's looking at you, kid. The Forever. end. Forever. Because <laughs> we're getting married. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> do you want to do a season ten one two, or should we just keep things rolling? Uh, oh, I got a, I got a ten one two. Hold on. Uh, okay. All right. You know, just just uh, move on to the next one. Sorry. All right. No problem. Here's track number eleven, Mackenzie Brothers. Meanwhile in town, Marshal Monroe and his deputies were drinking their heads off and shooting runaway chickens to celebrate the passing of the McKinsey's. This is this is the theme song to a fucking <laughs> Netflix drama. Yeah, but when did we slip into fucking Shore Leave by Tom Waits? Like, <laughs> I thought this was awesome. <laughs> At the eleven Let's track, have a drink mark, at a quarter par with with the <laughs> An old one-eyed shoe off on the corner, and Napoleon in the bathtub with me. <laughs> the squirrels do toots with my belly. Oh, this turned into Captain Beefheart. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, can, can I can I say that this was a favorite track? <laughs> yeah, it, like, what, it wasn't bad. Not. I mean, the, the lyrics were absolutely foolish. I was just like, "What are you doing? This is this is we gotta get them dang Mackenzie brothers." And, uh, 
streaking your heads off shooting runaway chickens. <laughs> it's like a Dukes of Hazard interlude, but that just kept going. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh, boy. Still, uh, still, still mixing it up, though. Somehow. Yeah. I mean, uh, what can I say? I mean, they got, they really, you know, covering the bases there. They passed Steve. Subverting expectations. They passed Steve Harlow's range to wrestle some cattle. The marshal and his deputies showed up and shot him in the neck. The most bloody fireworks Doghead City had ever seen. <laughs> Beautiful. Doghead City. All right. Uh, here's my question uh, for the 10th season in The Simpsons. Uh Oh boy. Uh, premiered on May 16th, 1999. This is 30 minutes over Tokyo, uh, where the Simpsons go to Tokyo. That is the episode. <laughs> One of so many episodes where it's just, what if we take the Simpsons out of the country? Yeah, is the Simpsons the sucks. they win the game uh, show? Yeah, they, they win the, the game show that's like they have to go through physical torture, and it's like, I don't know, yep. kind of quasi-racist. Uh, anyway, yeah, it doesn't, so doesn't they really go hold to. Up. Uh, they go to a restaurant, a American-themed restaurant. What is the U.S. state that they sit at? They sit at Taxachusetts. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Should I play it, the... It, it's, oh. it's Taxachusetts. It's Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> Homer calls, Homer calls it Taxachusetts. Oh, I yeah. can't believe we're sitting at Taxachusetts. Should I play these last two tracks in succession too? Because I yeah. I have it on good yeah. faith that they're very similar. Here's track number twelve, "Rolling Home." Never mind. I forgot there was a Christmas <laughs> song on here. <laughs> it's technically a Christmas song. <laughs> I think that was this another Max Martin penned to No, this I was uh, Pat Rainer's uh, Oban and Michael B. Tretow, who I guess is famous for producing a lot of ABBA stuff. Oh, all right. That, make, that makes you know, sense. We're, you know we're it's on a the Christmas, right side of the ocean. You know it's a Christmas song, of course, because there's sleigh bells in it. Yeah. And sleigh bells are only in Christmas songs. Only. Only. Only in Christmas songs. Uh, it's the law. Yeah. It's like international law. See, I was expecting more pushback from you after the talk show episode. <laughs> no. Very insistent I, that sleigh bells. I don't bells... fight anymore. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. The domestic I life does that. The domestic life has done that to you. It, it, yeah, it's it just weared me down over the years, and and I just I just sit and take it. But uh, I, I found other bells that I can use. <laughs> There's uh, excellent. Oh, I've got other bells. Yeah, not necessarily sleigh ones, but there, I don't know. There's some like wagon bells, sled um, bells, sled bells, desk bells. And I got some to toboggan bells. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't have any 
trivia questions uh, for for these next ones because uh, I'm not a big fan of this one. It's the uh, the season finale for season eleven. Uh, original air date May twenty first two thousand is the fucking behind the laughter episode. Oh, that, that one kind of that one's kind of lame. That one's kind of lame. Uh, and then. What do we yeah, we're sort of entering season? into doldrums territory with uh, Simpsons episodes. Yeah, we're starting episodes. to get into the one. Yeah, I'm glad that we're stopping at 13 because uh, season 12. Uh, how does this one begin? That's I always remember this is this is the one with fucking uh, the episode where Lisa lives in a tree. That's like the only one I remember. That's the one uh, I can recall where it got consistently rough. Yeah. And then season 12, uh, the final episode aired May 20th, 2001, uh, and it is Simpsons Tall Tales. <laughs> Great. I don't remember I, that at I, I actually remember that one. That one was pretty funny. That one is, is kind of cute. That's the one where uh, they... Uh, they're, they're, in the train, they're in the train reason. car. They're in the train with the hobo or something. And the like, hobo's telling oh, them all yeah. kinds of stories. So, oh my god, I totally forgot about before that. Before I get on to the next story, who wants to give me a sponge bath? I'm filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our final track. Track number 13, Wild and Free. bit of early happy hardcore right there with the can can song in it too oh yeah. god yeah oh my goodness yeah <laughs> I'm we get, very a, we get an accelerando at the end too Glad oh I, yeah I, I was well i was about to there are a few of these tracks i'm, I'm not gonna lie i i pressed the scrub bar just to like all right am i am i getting anything new is anything crazy gonna happen no they're just doing the same shit over again okay cool i skipped this one uh, i'm glad i sat and listened to this one all the way through uh, because we, we do get that little accelerando at the end and, and then uh, horn blast uh, that's like just slightly not in key with the rest of the song. So it, it just adds that like little <laughs> bit of unease that <laughs> at the end Chaos. of the record, just just one more <laughs> fuck you for, for wasting your time. I mean, at this point, this. why not? So much why more time has not? been wasted. And at any point, you could have just hit stop on the recording. We could have. <laughs> But I just got about your I day. did something similar and just skipped ahead, but I did listen to the last thirty seconds. Yeah, what a finish! Yeah, it's it's a photo finish, and then uh, I was definitely curious to see what, uh, like, what it would go into next. Like with the Spotify, like algorithmic radio, kind of usually plays either a different artist or a different song by the same artist. So I was like, yeah. am I going to get a Redneck song? Like another redneck song off a later album or am i going to get a similar artist and i got alan jackson <laughs> the country oh. the country artist the uh kind of a step Chattachucci. down yeah <laughs> kind of a letdown uh alan jackson of course uh we, we we've played on the show before i, I, I used to going trunky going trunky going country <laughs> in the backgrounds <laughs> I'm losing if we, it. If we gave these episodes titles, this one for sure would be going trunky. Going trunky. <laughs> Hashtag going trunky. Well, that's that's going trunky. That's, 
going trunky. Get it by trunk. Going trunky um, to night. <laughs> Ever just sit in your truck? Uh, season thirteen. We made it. Season thirteen of The Simpsons. All right, got one more, and then and then then we'll we'll wrap. Jeez, I'm not even sure what the finale of that one was. The finale, uh, actually, oh, I actually kind of like this episode. I, I, I seem to remember uh, catching it when it premiered. Uh, Papa's got a brand new badge, and this is uh, the episode where Homer starts a uh, his own like private police force. Oh yeah, uh, I remember that, which one. is kind of playing on similar territory where, where he likes, but this time, yeah, you know, it's not. Uh, it was supposed to be a play on High Noon. Yeah, it's not vigilante justice. He he actually is, you know, doing a somewhat uh, private sector security company, something, you know, on the books. But uh, I, I enjoy this episode because uh, and the, the still from the episode is this one where it's the commercial uh, for the force and, and you fight the monster. Monster put in one. Monster put in one. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> Anyway, I, th- I think Amy just said the best line from the episode, so that- that's about all I have to say about it. That's the quiz. Que- that's the quiz question. What was the best line in the episode? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. She get- she gets that one for sure. And it's objective truth. Yeah. And and to be honest, that's like just about where I left off with the Simpsons. Uh, like watching it continuously. I don't think. Yeah. I, I think there are definitely I think that's a few holes in season too. fourteen. Uh, that that I that I I couldn't tell you what the finale is or even the premiere is from that one. So it's yeah, a good place to that's stop. Pretty much it for me too. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have final thoughts about this record? I mean, it, I yeah. it was utterly confusing to me. <laughs> Not just like the shifts in style, but I the content of the lyrics. It seemed like I was. Uh, uh, I kept waiting for, like, this big reveal that it was, like, a troll record or, like, it was, like, a joke in some way (laughs) or, like, maybe they really are, like, viciously lampooning uh, the American West. Like, is that what this is? Uh, No idea. You could be onto something there. You could be onto something (laughs) because there is, like... Yeah, I mean, the the sort of comment on on the the hypersexualization slash, like violent sexualization uh you know in in america but i mean it's also a problem in sweden uh but uh yeah i was very thrown off by the lyrical content i guess uh because i mean i i knew what to expect from the music it was going to be 90s electronica with fiddles uh and and be pretty stupid i was i felt like i was watching one of those like uh Disney movies from the early '90s, where like the animators would sneak in a dick or, or like just some something explicit, <laughs> like because they didn't think anyone would catch it amidst like all, all the childishness. Uh, and, and yeah, we're we're kind of left with that here, where you know, like you're just hearing, but but like he's singing uh, about like violent sexual assault, um, and, and I don't know, like if that was supposed to be funny, I I don't think it's very funny. Uh, or mm-hmm. like edgy or something like that. Uh, if you know we're, we're being perfectly honest, but uh, it's very it's very weird, like mood wise. It, it was very weird mood wise, and and like there, the only sort of enjoyment I got out of it was just at how foolish it was. I, I went out for a walk with my dog uh, while I listened to this album, and you know it was like a beautiful day down down here in the south, uh, and 
it, it really killed the mood <laughs> to, to have that play <laughs> while I was outside. But I was also just like cracking the fuck up at like how ludicrous these songs are at the same time. Uh, do I need to go back and revisit? No. Uh, I, I, I think this is a one ever, done. Ever. Uh, and, and it's there. It's, it's probably fucked up my Spotify algorithm at this point. So now I'm going to be getting weird recommends. But uh, that's just been happening. So... Yeah, that's the. What's uh, your final thoughts? Uh, I don't have any. This <laughs> this album actively saps thoughts from my head. <laughs> Frankly, Shame on you, rednecks. Ultimately, in the end, I'm just wondering what the point of it all was. Yeah, yeah. I'm really sorry that we all had to um, kind of go through this and spend moments of our brief lives. Oh, and our lives will be very album. brief, make no mistake. Charitably. I think that this album is kind of like the the uh, video from The Ring, in that in seven days, if we don't make someone else listen to this album, um, a redneck is going to come out of our computer and kill us. We won't die, we'll Good. just get really, really bored. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I'd rather die. Um, yeah, uh, Charitably, this is kind of like a stepping stone for Max Martin, I guess. If we're gonna, I, <laughs> he's like the only sure. notable person on here. Uh, sure. I don't know what he did in between, but uh, I don't know. He he did this, and then four years later, he's right or not even. I think that Britney Spears album came out in like '98 or something. So, we're talking like three years later, he's writing songs for for Britney Spears. So I don't know. Good for him. Hmm. Uh, Could have gone without the gross. Uh, content violent content but yeah beggars can't be choosers i guess we're just expecting too much of rednecks i guess so i guess so <laughs> it's really our own fault can't set the bar too high for so. those guys so we we can all agree that mckenzie brothers was our favorite track right yeah i would say so that that's probably the the best quote unquote one is it worth picking a least favorite track? Because so many of them are just complete nothing burgers. I mean, and Harder Than Your Husband is just offensive as fuck, so I'll throw my weight behind that one. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty awful. It, there's no point in choosing. They're all yeah, the same. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, what did we accomplish today? Thanks well, for being on the program, nothing. Amy. <laughs> Oh, my pleasure. For our, se- for our incre- uh, incredibly, really satisfying season finale. Yeah, screeching <laughs> to a halt. <laughs> I mean, at least I didn't have to do, like, another, like, celebutante That's true. Or album. Or another trapped record. Oh, he counts. Oh, my God. I had completely erased that from my memory, Wills. I was trying to think of what the last one I did was, and I thought it was Paris Hilton. No, no, you did another celebutante, uh, Chris Taylor Brown. Okay, so then this is my fifth appearance. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think so. It is. Uh, yeah. There you go. And uh, that's a great episode. Listen back to that one, uh, the yep. episode on Trap's shadow work. That's, that's a great episode. A great yeah, thank episode you again on for a being not so on great album. Uh, you got anything you want? As is the premise of the show, right? <laughs> you got anything you want to plug, Amy? 
Um, I have literally no social media presence, really, and um, not much. So going you're on. smarter than a lot of other people, I would say. Yes, it, it's been like an act of self-preservation to scrub myself from the internet. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you want to plug idea. something, Pat? <laughs> Mm, nah, not this time. Uh, this is the season finale, uh, so check out the rest of the season if you haven't listened yet. And uh, we'll be back uh, probably sometime next month with a brand new season of yeah. stuff. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to stick to a schedule a little better, but if not, uh, whoops. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I have, I have, a, I have a child coming on the way so i mean that's what i'm and i'm still unemployed and and wills is still unemployed but uh this time next year uh wills will employ my baby uh (laughs) and they'll they'll have a job together and then i don't have to i don't have to watch (laughs) it's just up to the the uh the unions at that point (laughs) Our theme song is Sunny Day by the band Froggy and the Friendship. You can check them out at froggyandthefriendship.bandcamp.com. If you have an album you'd like to suggest for us to review or just like to leave us some feedback or a comment, email us at jukeboxzeroespodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jukeboxzeroespodcast or on Twitter at twitter.com slash jukeboxzeroes. You can find us, rate us, review us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, or check out our archives on the Zero Science main page. Jukebox Zero is a production of the Zero Science Network. For more great podcasts, go check out zero-science.com. That about does it for this season of Jukebox Zeros. I'm Lils. And I'm Patrick. And remember... Okay. Bye. Bye. See you next season. Bye, guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.